It's called Retirement Income Replacement Rate. On today's show, we'll take a look at what that is and how with proper planning, you can achieve it in your retirement and income plan. All that and more on Elevate Your Wealth. And now, Elevate Your Wealth with Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Welcome into Elevate Your Wealth. Your hosts, Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Between these two, 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for retirement. They are fiduciaries, folks, and it is always about retirement. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We want to tell you all about where we're going in this segment of the show. So making sure you have enough socked away for retirement, it's not an easy task because there's really no right answer. And by using a retirement income replacement rate, it can help achieve your retirement goals. We wanted to answer the most common questions about it. So Mark, let's just start start off, you know, what is retirement income replacement rate? Yeah, that's something that I think most of our listeners today may not have even thought about or even heard. So a retirement income replacement rate is the percentage that you're going to have when it comes to your pre-tax income that you need to start saving in order to afford retirement at the current rate of lifestyle spending that you have during while you're working. So that's the easy explanation. You basically need to save uh, and you want to have income, pre-tax income, that's going to equal uh, what, you're, what you're basically spending and earning uh, right now. Retirement income replacement rate, that's the discussion point in this portion of the program. You're listening to Elevate Your Wealth. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Mark Casey, their entire team. And again, the show is powered by Elevated Financial Management. And these appointments that we're going to line up, they are no cost, no obligation, and simply no pressure. So we've talked about what is retirement income replacement rate. So Mark, what is the standard income replacement rate? Now, this is something that is kind of fluid, and we say this a lot in our show, that your rate is going to be unique to you, okay, and nobody else. But uh, what a lot of experts feel uh, the rate that we want to have in this um, for a replacement rate is going to be between 70 and 90% of your pre-retirement income. That's what you're going to really need to have to support your continued lifestyle, right? Once your paycheck stops, uh, your your work paycheck, right? And so, you know, th- this is really, really an important number because, but it is going to depend on a lot of different factors. The reason that the suggested rate is between 70 and 90% and not maybe 100% is due to the fact that most individuals, and I want to highlight that, most will spend less in retirement than they did during their working years. Now, one of the things I'd like to add here, a big part of this will be if you continue and haven't paid off your mortgage uh, once you retire. That that will take a big uh, section of, of your needed income if you if you have had the fortune to pay off your existing mortgage. So there's some other things to think about here. Here's some of the categories. Elimination of retirement savings. So once you've retired, it's necessary to continue to save for retirement. Okay, you need to think about that. You don't want to stop saving just because you've started uh, maybe Social Security and other sources of income for retirement. Next one, reduction of taxes. 
uh, after retirement, your taxes are likely going to decrease. Not always, but a lot of times they will. And the last one is reduction in everyday spending. It's common for everyday expenses to decrease, like the cost of commuting to work or, or clothing that you need for your job and so on. So uh, these are some of the other factors that's going to help us determine what your needed income replacement rate truly is. Uh, you know, I, I just want to say that Mark hit the nail on the head that that, that fits for most people, that uh, replacement rate of between 70 and 90 percent. Um, but the key really being there, as Mark mentioned, that that's really personal. Um, we, we don't want everybody to plan on that because for some folks, it's 100 percent. Um, and, and it really, we've seen people that want more in retirement than they had when they were working, right? So it really is situational. It's just, that's a, that's a range that we can kind of expect, but you've got to have this conversation one-on-one -on -one to determine really what your circumstances and what retirement you're going to have, what that looks like. We are discussing retirement income replacement rate, and we're going to answer the most common questions, which we've already done. And they are, what is retirement income replacement rate and what is the standard income? replacement rate. Now we want to move to this, guys, five factors to determine what your income replacement rate is. All right. So Casey, let's let's just start with you. Let's let's go one, two, and three. How much you earn, how much you save, and then when you will retire are going to play big roles. Yeah. So uh, as you as you mentioned, these five are the main things that we're going to consider when we're talking about replacement rate. Um, the first one, how much you earn. That's that's really important. Um, that's kind of the first metric that we're going to look at. And those that have higher salaries are more likely to need a higher proportion of retirement income. And the math on that's pretty straightforward, right? If we need 79, 70 to 90%, uh, you know, as a rule of thumb, when we talk about replacement rate, well, that's different for somebody that makes 100000 versus uh, 60000 or 150000 So it really is dependent on where you're at. The higher your income uh, that you're making, realistically, what we see is that uh, people spend what they make, they live to what their income is. And so if you have a higher salary, chances are that's kind of the lifestyle that you've established. And so we're expecting that you're probably going to need a higher level of income in retirement as well. Uh, in addition to that, while you're working, how much you're saving has an impact too. So uh, the, the better that you've saved while you're working, uh, during those working years, you may be able to afford a less stringent retirement, meaning that you maybe don't have to stick as closely to a budget as some others might. So if you've done a really good job saving in retirement, um, just for lack of a better word, maybe you've oversaved to some extent. Well, that means that maybe we can be less strict. Uh, you can do some different things in retirement. We don't have to follow that budget as closely because you've been disciplined while you were working. And then that third one, when you retire, this is really key um, and, and something that's probably self-explanatory for many of you. But uh, what we really do is, is key in on when you're going to retire. If you retire early, um, and when we say early, we're maybe speaking late 50s, early 60s, let's say age 60. Um, well, that means that your money needs to last longer in retirement because you're drawing on it earlier. So when you retire really has a big impact. If you wait until you're 68, 69, or into your 70s to retire, that money potentially doesn't need to last as long. You've had more time to build and grow those accounts. And there's also a big factor that, that kind of falls into this piece, which is Social Security. And that, that will come in later as well. But if you do retire early and you start your Social Security early, 
um, which that's kind of its own conversation. But if you do start uh, Social Security early, that does also impact this planning piece as well. So whereas if you were to wait until you were 70, which is the max age, we know that you're going to increase the amount you can expect from Social Security. So there's a few factors at play. Um, and there's a couple more to discuss as well. Yeah, we need to hit them real quick. Determining your income replacement rate. We've talked about how much you earn, the five factors, how much you save, and then when you will retire. And we have two more, Mark. You're going to handle them for us. Your tax rates, but also what Social Security is going to cover. Yeah, so let's talk about tax rates for a second here. So some taxes are going to be eliminated once you retire. And one of the big ones that will be retired, of course, is FICA. That's going to come off, right? Because that's on your based on your payroll taxes, right? So that's going to come off. However, there are taxes that will not only stick around, but can fluctuate over time. So that's going to possibly include federal taxes, state taxes, if you have that. Now, we know in Washington, we don't have a state tax. And then the income filing status that you have, which could affect Social Security, which I'm going to get into right now. So we know that Social Security was designed to only cover a percentage of your pre-retirement income. And it is based on your 35 highest earning years. And after that, the rate you receive in payouts that's determined by those 35 highest years and the age that you choose to start receiving benefits, like Casey mentioned, is very important when it comes to this. Because if you start too soon, which we're seeing many, many people do that, they're starting too soon, it really is going to have a negative effect on your income. Your income replacement rate, the five factors, how much you earn, how much you save, when you will retire, your tax rates, and what Social Security will actually cover. So, Mark, bottom line it for us. Yep. Here it is. What retirement planning boils down to is that you know what you will have at your disposal to supplement your lifestyle during retirement. We're going to factor all those things in income. Uh, IRAs, 401ks, 457s, Social Security. See, that's why it's so important to figure out your ideal retirement income replacement rate because that's really going to help us set up uh, a retirement that you're going to love and not be disappointed with. It's all about the plan, folks, and now's the opportunity to get on the calendar uh, with Elevated Financial Management. Casey, walk us through what's going to happen for the next five callers. Well, we're just going to caveat it with this. We know that uh, some of you may prefer to meet over Zoom. We know that most of you would actually prefer to come into our office, and some may want to meet on the phone, and we're happy to do that. Whatever is most convenient for you is okay. Uh, but really what we're going to get into is talking about all the things that are going to affect you in retirement, which is really what our show is based on. But we're, today we're talking about retirement replacement rate or income replacement rate. We're going to look into that for you. We're going to help you determine what that needs to be for you in your retirement what type of retirement you want to have. We're going to look at your uh, statements, your different investment accounts, see the true risk that you're taking inside of your investments, help you help educate you on how that works and maybe possibly some improvements that could be made. We'll also talk about many other facets of retirement, all that and more when you come in and see us. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. Call this number right now. Again, we have five positions, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Coming up, tax day. Well, guess what, folks? It's right around the corner. We're going to talk about how you might be able to reduce your tax bill when it comes to retirement. That's next.
Elevate Your Wealth. Your hosts, Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management right here in the Seattle market. They have 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for retirement. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And each and every week, it is always about retirement. I've got a great resource website for you. Check out this, efmnw.com, all letters, efmnw.com. There are links to the TV show, radio show. It is Elevate Your Wealth. So saving for retirement can qualify you for several different kinds of tax breaks. So we wanted to kind of take some time and take a look at some retirement savings strategies that could reduce your tax bill. And it's right, I mean, it's right around the corner come April. So be ready for it. Uh, Casey, let's start with you. You could contribute to an IRA. Yeah, so contributing to an IRA, um, this is something that many are familiar with, I'm sure. So we'll just be very brief and hit you with a couple of the numbers that are really impactful. But for 2023, you can defer paying income tax, that's the IRA piece, on up to $6,500 that you deposit into your IRA. Uh, It jumps to $7,500 if you're over the age of 50. uh, And income tax won't apply until the money is withdrawn from the account. Um, and there's there's different uh, arguments surrounding the tax aspect of that, but we just want to highlight that that is open to you. Um, IRA contributions aren't due until your tax filing deadline in April, um, and so that's important to know. And and then we can add to that too. Um, kind of a, a cousin to the IRA is the 401k, which many of you are familiar with as well. You have a 401k likely through work. Um, that plan actually allows you to increase your 401k withholding, or most, most plans allow you to log in and increase your 401k withholding, uh, which will lessen your taxes in this year. And this type of workplace retirement account allows employees to defer paying income tax on contributions up to the limit of $22,500 this year in 2023. Now, if you're over the age of 50, there's an additional 7500 so that puts the total to $30,000 that you can put into your 401k. And we just want to highlight that I know we're throwing some numbers at you but this is this is important to note that catch up uh, provision if you're over the age of 50 if you're looking at your retirement and you're going you know I should have saved more now's your opportunity because you have this uh, catch up provision you have the ability to save more than you did previously and then the the generation that's younger than you so take advantage of that uh, you're never going to look back in retirement and think oh I saved too much I wish I would have spent a bunch more money you're going to be excited and happy that you've got more income in retirement you have more assets available to you so take advantage of what's available Retirement saving strategies that could help reduce your tax bill. We are talking about that today on Elevate Your Wealth with Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins, Elevated Financial Management, where you can find them during the week. And again, the first two strategies contribute to an IRA, maybe increase your 401k withholding. And now, Mark, let's get to these next two. You could open up a spousal IRA, and then you could just flat out save in a Roth IRA. Okay, so we know that couples, you're not able to uh, open a joint IRA. It it can only be done in the individual's name. So, uh, but what you can do is you can uh, open an IRA for each spouse and claim double the tax deduction. So that's kind of a nice thing if you, maybe only the husband is working, right? We don't think about, well, maybe the wife is at home taking care of the children. She's working, right? Uh, But she doesn't, Uh, open her own IRA, right? But you can, you can open one for her uh, and contribute to that. So you can defer paying taxes on up to $12,000 if you 
uh, max out those two IRAs. And that jumps to $14,000 that you can do if you're over the age of 50. That entails what Casey just talked about, a catch-up provision. So you can save in each IRA in each spouse's name, even if one member uh, of that couple did not work. So don't uh, miss that provision to save a little extra money if only one of you might be working. Now, the next one is saving in a Roth. Both Casey and I are big, big believers in Roth accounts, whether it's Roth IRAs or Roth 401ks, because in the long run, all of that money as it grows uh, will be tax-free based on current tax law. There is some debate as to uh, the talking heads in Washington possibly wanting to get rid of the, the Roth provision, which will be a, a real shame if that happens. So, But if you can contribute to a Roth now, you're not going to get the immediate tax break that you might be wanting. But in the long run, that money as it grows is going to be all tax-free to you. And I will promise you, if you do some math on this, uh, that free money on the back end is much more valuable to you than getting the deduction on the front end. So there is a, something to think about when it comes to the earnings on a Roth, though. You've got to have it in there for at least five years. Okay, so that's something to really keep in mind. So uh, there's some rules that apply to 59 and a half. And we can talk to you about all the different tax rules uh, if you come in and talk with us. Elevated Financial Management, the power behind the program, which is Elevate Your Wealth. Our hosts, again, Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. That's exactly where you can find them, Elevated Financial Management, during the week. And we are talking about retire, retirement savings strategies that could help with that you know, that tax bill. Uh, and it is coming due uh, very, very soon. So things that you can do. We've talked about contribute to an IRA, increase possibly your 401k withholding, you could open up a spousal IRA, know the rules there, you know, save inside of a Roth IRA. And Casey, these next two, consider a Roth 401k. Again, if you're at work and you've got a 401k, ask if there is a Roth version of it. You could do that. And you could also initiate an IRA conversion. Yeah, the Roth 401k is actually really interesting. Uh, something that many folks don't know about that's fairly new still. Um, but many people do actually have access to a Roth 401k. And there's some benefits to this over a normal Roth IRA. Okay, so as Mark mentioned, with the Roth IRA, you can make some contributions. That's great. Uh, with a Roth 401k, and, and let me just hit the highlights again of a Roth, you're going to pay taxes when the money goes in, but that investment's going to grow and you won't pay taxes on it when you take it out in retirement, as long as you meet some certain stipulations, which most everybody's going to meet over the age of 59 and a half being in that account for more than five years. But with the Roth 401k, you have a much higher contribution limit. That's the key. Uh, with the Roth 401k, uh, you can contribute as much as $19,500 uh, or $26,000 at age 50 and older. So again, there's a catch-up provision. So we, we want you to really consider that. Um, and, and what that's going to do, and, and we're going to highlight this with our next point too about um, a Roth conversion, that's going to lower your taxes uh, over your retirement. So uh, keep that thought in mind while we talk about a Roth conversion, and I'm going to highlight that for you a little bit more. So when you think about your traditional IRA, um, let's say you've got a few hundred thousand dollars in that account. Well, you never paid taxes on that money. Remember, you got tax deferral the entire time the money was in that account. So uh, if you do a Roth conversion, you're going to choose to pay taxes now at the current tax rate. Most folks are under the belief that taxes are going up, and we would agree with that. Um, and so that being the case, if you pay taxes now, 
you're not going to pay them later in retirement at a potentially higher rate on a potentially larger amount of money. And so that's lowering your income or lowering your taxes overall in retirement. And that if you look at your taxes in retirement, that number, that could be a really big number. It might give you a heart attack. So just, just really pay attention to that and think about the benefit that choosing to pay taxes now could have for you. You know, as tax day looms, I mean, we wanted to go over some retirement saving strategies that could help you reduce that tax bill. We've talked about contributing to an IRA, increase your 401k withholding possibly, uh, also open up a spousal IRA if that's a good fit, maybe save inside of a Roth IRA, consider a Roth 401k at work if it's offered, and then initiate an IRA uh, conversion. Also, something you could do. Mark, the last one we have time for is, you know, take that tax return that you're going to get and just put it towards retirement. Yeah, see, and I I love this one because most of us look at that check when we get it, if we, if we get one back at the end of the year from the government, and we just want to spend it, right? But what a really uh, powerful tool this could be because you could take part or all of that tax refund and you can directly deposit that into an IRA. Now you need to use, there's a specific IRS form, and here's the form number, 8888. So 888888 is what you can use to deposit that refund directly in uh, that you get into an IRA. So you can elect to use your refund to reduce next year's tax bill. I did this this past year on my own, and I used the refund I was going to get. I'm applying it to this past year's taxes. So uh, and you and you can going to be able to do that. Uh, you just there's certain deadlines that we have to meet for IRA contributions, uh, 401ks, things like that. So, but think about using that refund check and depositing it and saving it for uh, your future uh, retirement needs. A lot of options, folks, when it comes to retirement savings, and these are strategies that could help reduce uh, that tax bill. And again, tax day is coming. You're listening to Elevate Your Wealth, an opportunity to ask questions, an opportunity to kind of see where you are in your retirement planning process is now upon you. Uh, we have five positions on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management. You can meet with Mark, Casey, the team, talk about your situation. Maybe you have some tax questions. You can throw those in there and see if there's some strategies that you can use. Uh, we have five spots. Casey, what's going to happen for these five callers? Well, this is our complimentary retirement readiness review. So there's a few main things we're going to consider. Uh, we're going to look at income. What's your income like? How reliable is it going to be in retirement? We're going to look at taxes as we've just been talking about. What are the taxes going to be on your accounts? How's that going to affect you? Is there anything that we can do to lower that now? We're going to consider the investments, the risk that you're taking in those investments, the correlation. We'll consider health care with you, legacy and estate planning. Uh, and, and feel free to give us a call. Make that appointment. We're happy to do it over Zoom or in person or even on the phone if that works for you as well. All right, we've got five spots. Here's the number, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. It's complimentary. That means free, folks. Take advantage, 866 866- 668-3625. When we come back to work or not to work in retirement, that is the question. We'll talk about some questions you need to ask yourself if you plan on working in retirement. Whoa. 
Elevate Your Wealth, hosted by Mark Stimson and Casey Elkins. Elevated financial management where you can find them right here in the Seattle market. They have 42 years combined experience in the retirement planning business, helping hundreds of their clients get ready for their golden years. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate, and each and every week, we always hit retirement topics. You're going to have questions about your own situation. Here's the really neat thing about this show. We give you an opportunity for action. We have five positions on the calendar. We're going to open those up, and they're no cost. That means they're free, and you can see where you are in your planning process. And maybe you haven't started planning, or you're in the middle of something, you've got questions, you're frustrated, you need feedback. It is time for a second opinion. We'll open up those spots here in just a little bit. So the percentage of people who work in retirement has been going up over the years, and by 2026, according to the Bureau of labor statistics, it's estimating a whopping, are you ready for this? 30% of people age 65 to 74 still going to be working. And that's up a big number. Uh, In 1996, it was just 18%. So guys, let's talk about this. Things that you can do. If you plan on working, these are questions you need to ask yourself. Does your employer, Casey, offer a phased retirement program? You know, um, I'll just caveat it this way. I, chances are your your employer probably doesn't offer a program like that. There may be a few employers out there that still do it. Uh, but the point being here is that what you can do is you can gradually reduce the number of hours that you work at your current job as a way to kind of ease into retirement, help that transition. Now, if, you're, if your employer doesn't offer that as a program, that doesn't mean that you can't have the conversation with them. Um, and I'll give you a perfect example. Um, a client of mine uh, works for the city of Seattle, and what he's been able to do is actually uh, move. Uh, he he stepped down the hours that he was working, and then now he's moved into kind of a consultant position. So um, that's worked out really well for him, and it's been something that's been a benefit. It's helped him kind of figure out what retired life is going to be like. Also, help the employer because. Um, as you get older, undoubtedly, you have more seniority at work and that kind of thing, more responsibility. And they needed kind of a longer time frame for him to be able to pass off the responsibilities that he was taking care of. So it really was a good thing all the way around. Now, for him, they did not offer a formal phased retirement program, but he was willing to have that conversation. And the employer was more than willing to uh, make that happen for him. And it actually worked out really well in his favor. He's actually able to get a little bit of a pay increase at the same time as a contract employee. So um, it's, it's been a really good thing. And that's something that can fit for a lot of retirees um, if, if we set it up the right way. Talking about uh, whether or not you are planning on working in retirement, and if you are thinking about it, these are questions you need to ask yourself. And again, the first one, does your employer offer some form of phased retirement program? Uh, this next one, Casey, basically just what are your income goals? Yeah, you know, if, if maximizing income is your main reason for working longer, it's typically best to look for work that's somehow connected to your old career. That's where you have experience, right? That's what you excel at. That's what you're comfortable with. That's where you bring the most value. And so that, that kind of ties in with what I was just talking about. My client that has essentially become a consultant after retiring um, or, or freelancer, if you will. And that's been a really good thing for him. And we see a lot of our clients do that. Um, it's something that, that, again, it's very helpful for them. It's helpful for the company. It's a way for them to use the skills and abilities that they have. So it's easiest, or that's the easiest way to leverage your professional network and uncover opportunities uh, that you can potentially charge a premium 
for the expertise that you've gained over that career that you've had. Working in retirement, are you thinking about it? Well, again, these are questions you really need to ask yourself. You know, income goals, yeah, what what what, what do they need to be for you? Uh, does your employer have that phased retirement program? Possibly. And then maybe let's go between the ears a little bit, Mark. I mean, beyond earning an income, why do you really want to work? Yeah, I, I'm actually working with a, a client right now who's spent – almost 40 years at Boeing, and he just took a, a, a buyout. And the interesting part for Joe is he, he, he doesn't really want to stop working. Now, he's, you know, 72 years old now, and he's really wanting to possibly go back and do exactly what Casey just talked about, be a consultant. So you've really got to think about, you know, why uh, do you want to work? Now, for some of us, you know, I think you, you might miss the community that you have with your fellow uh, workers. You've built friendships over decades sometimes. There's a lot to be said for a fixed routine. A lot of us are creatures of habit, so we love to have a, a routine. And then I think a big part of it is just have a, a sense of purpose. You know, that that's what our jobs give many of us, right? Sometimes uh, it's just nice to know that uh, we matter. And that's something you really want to think about as you retire, especially if you're going to miss that tremendously and you don't have much uh, thought yet as to what you might do with all the time that you're going to have on your hands. So you really need to start thinking about this. We talk a lot about that part of it in our office with our clients. So understanding the why behind, you know, your desire to keep working is really going to help shed light on you know, which post-retirement opportunities you might want to pursue and which of them that you're going to totally want to ignore. And, and think about this too, folks. I mean, it's going to impact your retirement and you need to make sure, I mean, and, and you want it to be in a positive way. So make sure uh, your plan is including all these different scenarios that can, again, influence as you move towards your golden years. Elevate Your Wealth, the program you're tuned to, it's powered by our good friends at Elevated Financial Management. That's where you can find Mark Stimson, Casey Elkins, their entire team. Uh, we talk the talk each and every week. And then we walk the walk. We give you an opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management and discuss your retirement situation. And that situation might be you haven't even thought about it. Well, now's a good time to do it because these appointments are no cost, no obligation, no pressure. That means free, folks. It's a great way to kick the tires. Or you might be in a situation where you're halfway down the path to retirement, but you're frustrated. You're not getting the feedback. That's called a second opinion. You can grab one of the spots on the calendar as well. So again, these are questions you need to ask yourself if you plan on working in retirement. Does your employer offer a phased retirement program? It's a possibility. You know, what are your income goals in retirement? And beyond earning that income, why do you want to work in retirement? And now this next one, Mark, let's have some fun with it. What's on your, we talk about bucket list all the time, but in this case, we're asking what's on your chuck it list? Yeah, and I, I love this one. I hope everybody's maybe writing a note. So your chuck it list, that is the list that you're going to begin to highlight the parts of your job or your work scenario that you're going to be so happy to just leave them behind, baby. You can hardly wait to not have maybe a long commute. For a long time, I had an office in downtown Bellevue and I commuted from the south end, the federal way Auburn area. And it was, it got to be just a total nightmare. What about if you're in an office, a big company, possibly like Boeing or warehouse, 
You know, there can be a lot of office politics that you've had to deal with for decades. You can hardly wait to get away from that. Uh, what about unrealistic goals that are put upon you? Again, these are going to be part of your chuck it list. So I highly recommend uh, getting a pad out and, and writing them down, what you're not going to miss it all because I know once you do that, it really can help identify what you don't want, but more importantly, it might give you a really better feel on what you do want and what you want to have if you are going to continue to think about uh, working. If you plan on working in retirement, we're talking about some stats that recently came out. Uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics, again, coming up with by 2026, this survey is telling us that if you're between the ages of 65 and 74, about 30% of that group is still going to be working or working in some form. Uh, and Folks, that is up a significant amount uh, from 1996, the last time they did the survey, which was only at 18%. So the numbers are jumping. A lot of people are staying at work. Uh, some of them need to work. Some of you need to work. And then the others, you know, you're doing it to stay active. I, I mean, I think about it all the time. I mean, when you're younger, you're like, oh, I can't wait to retire. Just kind of kick back every day Saturday. And it's interesting that we're getting about 30% that are looking at staying in the workforce. All right. So this next one, Casey, questions again, you need to ask yourself if you plan on working in retirement, what type of job flexibility do you seek in this semi-retirement? Flexible work takes many uh, different forms, right? So it's it's helpful to really be clear on your lifestyle goals in retirement or semi-retirement before you start searching for a job. You want to know what you're looking for before you see it so that when you do see it, you can jump at it, right? Um, we've seen folks kind of do the opposite of that where they just kind of throw resumes out and then they get stuck with whatever... Um, company offers them a job. This is semi-retirement. So we want you to figure out what you're looking for and then try to find positions that fit that. So a couple questions you can ask yourself, are you willing to stick to a preset schedule? Um, or you, do you desire more flexibility um, in that semi-retirement lifestyle? Uh, most part-time part jobs require you to report to work at a specific hour every week or a specific set of hours every week. So that's something to consider. Uh, do you want summers or holiday weeks off? Um, if you do, then looking for a position at a school or supporting the school or college, something like that might be a better fit for you. Uh, perhaps you need to be able to be at home to take care of a loved one, uh, or you just have other obligations that require you to be at home. So a work from home job might be the right fit for you. So it's really important to consider those things before you start putting resumes out and applying figure out what you're looking for, what fits for you, and then that way you'll be better suited. When something does come along, you can be quick to react. All right, the last one we have time for, and this is this is one I see a lot of. Uh, people get into retirement, and then they want to do something totally different. So, Mark, you know, what is your appetite for risk is a question you need to ask yourself. Yeah, and this is something that really should be given a lot of thought with, uh, especially if, you know, you have a spouse, you're really going to want to talk about this because risk matters. And I, I know that when we retire, a lot of us might be thinking, well, I'd like to start, uh, you know, my own job, my own, start my own company. Maybe you got something you're really good at, uh, but you're going to need possibly capital to, to, to start a business. So if you're going to plan to, to do that, you know, we need to really sit down and map it out uh, because you might have to tap into your savings uh, and if that isn't enough, what about if you're going to take out a loan, 
right? Uh, these are all things that are serious, serious decisions that you're going to make if you're thinking about retirement. So as an older worker and one that maybe just retired, uh, these type of things, especially taking out a loan, could prove to be real problematic. So because we know we don't have time to recoup, you know, what we're investing. So uh, and what about making up losses that could occur too? So these are all things you need to think very seriously about. All right. If you've got any questions about whether or not you want to work in retirement, well, you can come in and talk about it. We've got five positions on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management. Casey, what's going to happen for these five callers? Well, we're just going to keep this really, really brief. We just want everybody that's listening to think about this. Do you have a plan or do you have a portfolio? We're going to help you figure that out. If you think about your retirement, you're unsure what your taxes look like, what you're going to do for health care, how you're invested, how your investments react to the market, all those kind of things. We're going to discuss that with you and help you figure out a real plan for retirement. All right. Here's the number. Five spots. 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Call the number now. No cost, no obligation, no pressure. 866 668 3625. Coming up, we've got question and answer. Welcome back in to Elevate Your Wealth. Your hosts are Mark Stempson and Casey Elkins. You can find them at Elevated Financial Management during the week, the power behind this program. Check them out online. It is a wonderful resource website, efmnw.com. All letters, efmnw.com. Again, links to the TV show, all of our radio shows and podcast forms, so check it out. 42 years combined experience between Mark and Casey, and it's all about helping their clients get ready for their retirement. They are fiduciaries. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And now it's time for question and answer. And let's not waste any more time. Let's go to Ballard. Drew is there. Mark, this one's for you. I'm 67. I just retired and was wondering if it would uh, be better to have a monthly withdrawal or a yearly withdrawal from my thrift savings plan, TSP account. I was thinking that a yearly withdrawal would use less shares compared to monthly withdrawals. Is there any advantage to choosing one way of drawing over the other? You know, Drew, thank you so very, very much for, you know, sending this question in. One of the things that I want to possibly share, and we can't overemphasize this enough, your situation is very, very unique to you. So the question is, I think boils down to your spending uh, situation, right? I know for a, the bulk of my clients, we do take distributions from their retirement accounts and the TSP just stands for thrift savings plan. And that's usually uh, someone that works for the federal government or state government. But the point is, do you want to get that money monthly or do you want to get maybe a check toward the end of the year and take a distribution on an annual basis? See, only you are going to be able to answer that and what you do drew and what you know harry does is going to be two completely uh, possible different answers so there isn't really a, a right or a wrong answer now uh, we know that uh, the longer uh, shares stay in an account during the year the more potential you do have uh, for growth right i think that goes without uh, saying uh, if we take them out on a monthly basis, you are removing some of the opportunity for those shares to grow. But I think more importantly, it should really boil down to what do you need and when do you need it? I think that's the bigger question. 
because uh, the money's going to come out, right? And you definitely may have a little bit less if you're taking it monthly. But if you need the money monthly, then that's the best situation for you. Don't be afraid to do that and think, oh, I better go annually because I might save, you know, or get an extra 50 bucks for the year. See, that shouldn't be the reason you do it. I think it should be determined by how you're, how much you need the money each and every month, or would you rather see a big chunk at the end of the year? Question and answer portion of the program. You're tuned to Elevate Your Wealth, powered by Elevated Financial Management. Going to be an opportunity to get on the counter with Mark, Casey, their entire team at Elevated Financial Management. And these appointments that we're making available are no cost, no obligation, no pressure. You'll go through that retirement readiness review. And as Casey has pointed out, it can be done in person. It can be done by Zoom. It can be done on the phone. But this is no cost, no obligation, simply no pressure to talk about where you are in your retirement planning process. It could be you need to start or you need that second opinion. Let's go to Jan in Queen Anne. Here's the question. Casey, this one's for you. I rolled an employer's simple IRA into a traditional IRA with a big company, and I was thinking I may put half into CDs but didn't know what to do with the remainder. Are CDs a good way to go now given the rates? And if not, do you have any other suggestions? Well, first off, I really like that Jan in Queen Anne. That's got a that's got a nice ring to it. it so does. that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I'll just say that, uh, you know, I, I, I like the question, Jan, I, I, and I really like where your mindset's at. Um, you know, considering the risk that you're taking, um, I assume that you're getting close to retirement. Um, I, I could be wrong there, but just for the sake of uh, answering your question, I'm going to assume that you're approaching retirement. And so you're trying to be more conservative, protect the dollars that you have. And I, I think you're going down the right path. Um, using CDs is, is the question that you posed. Um, the, the rates right now are very good, um, and they may potentially continue to get better. Um, time will tell, but yeah, the, the rates on a CD are, are very interesting, even at a 12 or 13 month CD. It doesn't have to be a long commitment. Um, and so that could be a good place for some of the money. Um, I, I do think that that could be valuable. But let, let me offer one thing as a potential alternative or just something else to consider as long as you're looking at safe money, um, those type of investments like a CD. There's also what's called a MYGA, M-Y-G-A, which stands for Multi-Year Guaranteed Annuity. Now, a MYGA is going to actually be quite similar to a CD, uh, but it's going to give us uh, continued tax deferral on those dollars, whereas a CD does not inherently do that. Um, and it is going to give us a potentially longer time horizon um, that we can commit to it and possibly a higher rate as well. Uh, we've seen MIGAs with an additional 1% or 2% or possibly even more over what's being offered on CDs, depending on uh, where you're looking and the time that you're looking at. So uh, that's something to consider. Uh, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying that that's the right move for you. There's a lot more things for us to know and truly understand um, about your situation before I could give you specific advice. But CDs are a good option for safe money, as well as considering the other option of a MIGA multi-year guaranteed annuity. Definitely worth taking a look at. You want to add something to that, Mark? Yeah, and I was just thinking too, uh, Jan, that, uh, you know, over time, we know that really nothing uh, usually is going to outperform the stock market, right? And so that's just something that's going to help us to stay ahead of inflation. And we've got to do that. We know where inflation is right now. So if we get too conservative, that can backfire on us as well, too. So again, like we talk about all the time, it's about developing a plan 
so that the plan is going to help you or allow you to put your money in different buckets and draw on those buckets at different times, depending on what the markets are doing. So again, I just want to emphasize, that's why a plan is so valuable uh, over time. Tell you folks, question and answer. We're about halfway through, but you get into these questions and there might be something uh, in these questions that, that is similar to what you're going through. But remember, and we say this often on the program, you know, your retirement plan and, and your scenario is going to be unique to you. So your plan needs to be just as custom. There's going to be an opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management where you can find Mark, Casey, the entire team. Uh, this is no cost, no obligation, no pressure. And see where you are uh, in that planning process for retirement. If you haven't started, great way to kickstart it. Or if you need that second opinion, make sure you grab one of these complimentary spots we're going to open up here in just a little bit. So Covington, our next location, Paul is there. Mark, this one's for you. I'm just wondering if long-term care insurance is worth it, or should I put those funds in the way of, say, personal investments? Any advice here? Well, I want to start with saying that this is the reason that I'm in this business and have been for almost four decades now. I watched my grandfather on my dad's side get Alzheimer's and I watched them lose everything they had financially uh, on the liquid side. They were able to retain the farm back in Iowa, but uh, they lost everything else. And so I have always been a proponent of long-term care insurance. And one of the main reasons is if there's going to be something that happens uh, to your retirement plan, uh, you might say uh, an atom bomb that could go off. It's going to be this one. It's going to be one or yourself or your spouse is going to need uh, some help, long-term care, uh, whether it be at home, uh, could be assisted living, and it could be worst case scenario, nursing facility, full blown. So again, I think when you can leverage your money with some of the hybrid life insurance policies that are done today, uh, that's a fantastic way to not just um, have to buy a standalone plan and not use it and then watch the premiums be wasted. That's why my grandmother never wanted to do anything because she thought she would never need it. Well, they rolled snake eyes and it didn't work out very well for them in that regard. So yes, I am a big fan of that, but there's some fantastic alternatives now to be able to protect yourself when it comes to what we call long-term care planning. Elevate Your Wealth Q&A. We've got one more to go through, and then we're going to open up the phones, and you can grab one of those complimentary spots and meet with the team at Elevated Financial Management, see where you are in your planning process. We're going to stay right here in Seattle. Elizabeth is asking this. Casey, here's the question to you. I'm 60, and I'm scheduled to retire in 18 months, but I'm stumped about taking Social Security as it relates to IRA withdrawals. My full retirement age is 67. I always assumed that I'd take Social Security as soon as possible. My logic has been that by delaying or limiting the withdrawals from my IRA, it would be able to continue to grow and earn money. Am I way off here? It really depends on the circumstance, Elizabeth, and I, and I see where you're coming from. Uh, very good question. And, and this is something that many of our clients come to us with is, is trying to understand, one, Social Security overall, but two, how it relates to their retirement, when the best time to file is, um, and how that's ultimately going to look in retirement. So you're definitely heading down the right path. Um, what I'll say is this, if you're planning to retire, uh, you said in 18 months, so it sounds like you'll be almost 62, you will technically, potentially at age 62, be eligible to draw uh, Social Security, but there will be a reduction. And that's important to know. 
that reduction can be about 25% if you're taking it early, could be up to 30%, uh, depending on the circumstance. But if you're going to potentially receive a 25% reduction in Social Security, that's something to really be aware of. That's money that you've worked for. That's money that you've um, essentially been paying into. And um, I like to think of it that really you're entitled to that. So taking a reduction is is hard to stomach. Now, if you do need some income because you're retiring at 62, so we've got to figure out how do we bridge the gap. Uh, what I would say is that actually taking money from your IRA really could be the best bet. Um, and, and let me just kind of explain that a little bit. The reason being that if you take the money from your IRA, you're going to be paying taxes on it now. With the expectation that taxes are going up in the future, you're potentially using uh, the current tax rates and, and potentially saving taxes over the course of your retirement. So that's the first piece. The second piece is that your IRA is most likely invested in the stock market, I would imagine. And that being the case, we don't know what the stock market's going to do over the next five or six years. Uh, it could go up, it could be down, it could be flat. Uh, but we do know with your Social Security that if you delay taking it, you're going to continue to increase how much you're going to receive over time um, until age 67 when you would get full retirement, um, you'd get your full retirement age amount from Social Security. And if you delay beyond that to age 70, you're going to get an 8% increase each year. So with that way, we do have some certainty. Um, whereas pulling it uh, or, or waiting for your IRA to grow, there's a little less certainty. So it's kind of two different options. It's something that's really situational to you that we'd be happy to discuss with you individually. All right. And now's the opportunity to get on the calendar with Elevated Financial Management. Casey, what's going to happen for these five callers? Well, we're going to offer our retirement readiness review. I'm going to hit these five areas real quick. You've already heard them from us. Income. What does that look like for you in retirement? Taxes. How's it going to affect you? Investments. How do they react? Up and down market. Healthcare. What's your plan? Legacy and estate. How does that affect the people when you leave that money behind? Come see us in person meet with us on Zoom, or we can do it over the phone. Here's the number to call, 866-668-3625. That's 866-668-3625. Again, complimentary, no cost, no obligation, no pressure. 866-668-3625. Get your retirement readiness review. All right, another edition of Elevate Your Wealth is in the books. We'll see you on the radio next week. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific investment opportunity, offering, or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Any mention of rates and guarantees provided by insurance companies and annuities are subject to the financial strength of the issuing insurance company, not guaranteed by any bank or the FDIC. Each individual investor situation is different, and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. A Roth conversion may not be suitable for your situation. The primary goal in converting retirement assets into a Roth IRA is to reduce the future tax liability on the distributions you take in retirement or on the distributions of your beneficiaries. The information provided is to help you determine whether or not a Roth IRA conversion may be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Please review your retirement savings, tax, and legacy planning strategies with your legal or tax advisor to be sure a Roth IRA conversion fits into your planning strategies. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All rights reserved.